Welcome back to another edition of Be The Change Georgia, brought to you by Be Local Georgia. I'm Nathan Stuck, and I'm passionate about amplifying the voices of the amazing leaders surrounding the B Corp community in the Southeast who are showing how making a profit and making a difference aren't mutually exclusive ideas. Today, there are more than 4,000 B Corps across 75 countries and 150 industries, unified by one common goal, transforming the global economy to benefit all people, communities, and the planet. If you want to learn how to plug into our purpose-driven business community alongside the inspiring leaders we feature on this show, check us out at BeLocalGeorgia.com and we'll hope to meet you at our next event. Today, you'll have the opportunity to learn from Chad Livesey, the founder of the Chad Livesey Project, whose mission is to identify and beautify distressed areas in and around the city of Atlanta. Chad takes us on a journey through his family's legacy in the promised land and shares the stories of his great grandparents' entrepreneurial spirit and how his own family's commitment to community improvement has inspired his path as a leader. We delve into Chad's transformative work, which involves turning trash-strewn streets into vibrant, clean neighborhoods, as well as his recent fight against an eminent domain attempt on his family's land. Stay tuned to discover the impact of Chad's actions and how the Chad Livesey Project is helping create a brighter, cleaner, and more inclusive future for all of Georgia. Enjoy! Chad, what is happening? Welcome to the Be the Change Georgia podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm super excited. Uh, we've prepared the room for it, and uh, very appreciative. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> it's got plants. Prepared the room. You mean remove? remove <laughs> you put a plant back there. Yeah, got the kids yeah, out of the room. Wife, yeah, she she yeah she set up the whole uh, ambiance. So we're ready. Thank you, man. Thank you for having us. I mean, I, I feel lazy now. I'm just sitting at my dining room table because um, <laughs> the sun hits my office at a weird angle this time of day where I'm like, nope, nope. it's like a, a greenhouse in there. <laughs> so, well, one thing I wanted to, uh, I mean, get started with is just like, tell us a little bit about yourself and the Chad Livesey Project and um, and then we'll get into, uh, I mean, I'd like to call you my my trash brother, yeah. another mother, but we uh, <laughs> how we met and how our paths crossed, but tell us about you and your organization, and then we can get into uh, get into some litter, some litter pickups. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, we can geek out. Um, I am. I'm from a place called the Promised Land. Um, my family's been there since 1920. My great grandparents purchased 110 acres uh, in you know in the 20s, and they were one of the first families, black families in Gwinnett, to purchase land. Um, so that's where I come from. My family's still there. We've been there for generations, and you know that's what we plan on being there for more. So, about me, you know how how I got to this podcast and to this point is um, basically I started out. I moved back from New York um, to take care of my mom. She got sick about seven years ago. You know, in that time, you know I'll be taking her to dialysis, and you know it's about a three hour window, three almost four. You know sometimes depending on how long the person needs to uh, get all their blood circled through their whole system. And I would just notice that like the streets around our neighborhood were just getting trashed. And, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, man. Uh, it was never like this. You know, it was never, I just, you know, I'm 41 now, but I just noticed, I'm like, no, nah, it's never been like this. And, you know, I, I felt like somebody had to, 
to do something about it. You know, I've, I've been in these blogs and all these groups and, you know, they just complain about the problems. I'm like, no, I'm, I just moved back from New York. I can walk the whole strip of Manhattan because I have done it before, you know, from Washington Heights to Tribeca. And I'm like, no, I, I can do this. You know, I just, I, so one day I just got out of my truck. Uh, we had driven to dialysis, you know, and the street was just trash, man. Just like I was getting 40 bags at a time when I first started. Just on one mile stretches, you know, in Southern Gwinnett County. Um, and I cleaned it up and then I picked up my mom and then we drove back and I was like, you know, I just cleaned the street. She was like, you, you, you crazy, <laughs> you know, cause she was, she, she was, you know, littering and stuff. I mean, so I, you know, I got my mom to, uh, stop littering basically, you know, before she passed on, but I just haven't stopped, man. I've, I've dotted, um, eight streets at the time. Now it's down to five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we have a spot in Atlanta now, um, but it is just something that I have, uh, it really helps me. It's like my therapy is what I remember, you know, before she passed on and it's something that, uh, my grandfather has done. Um, it's just, we take care of where we're from and I believe that we're all, uh, family, you know, every community, every family is my family. So that's how I treat it, man. And I just. I've been doing it ever since. So like you said, that's where I met you. Well, the funny part too, is like, I don't like, I don't even know how I should look back through our LinkedIn messages. Cause at some point, either you hit me up or I hit you up because we would both post on LinkedIn and like, pick, I think I posted one of me dressed up as Santa Claus out on a yeah, trash walk. That, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, next thing you know, we're like, Hey, we should collaborate and do something yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's great. That's why I love the power of LinkedIn, man. Just to like, and that was like two years ago. And now it's like, um, here you are. This is crazy. No, no. I mean, but you know, you have, you came like you can't, you know, that that's the thing. A lot of people talk about things, but you actually just came to, to support. And I mean, and that, you know, you never know what can happen from that, but that's, that's what stops us a lot of times. A lot of people just don't do like the action of everything. So, you know, you've continued to come out, you, you supported, uh, you went to the kink and curl festival and I think you probably got some for that beer. It looks wavy, you know, so yeah, man, I mean, you're just supporting and I, we appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, yeah no, um, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's one of those two where I think you, you, and it's a problem with social media is you can, you can be, is, is, you can be something that you're actually not in real life. And I think it's hard. It's, it's, maybe it's becoming easier, but it's, it's, it's hard to sniff out who's there for the the likes and who's there for the, like, like to do the work. And and when, I, when you see people like you, I mean, and it's, it's like a mutual inspiration too to see people where you're like, all right, I see you doing a trash walk, like put on my shoes, grab my <laughs> grabber, throw a couple bags in my back pocket and clean up the stretch of road. I cleaned up last week. That's already filthy again. Mine too, man. What point did you realize that you were like all this, like that? I don't know. I kind of look at you like Forrest Gump in that scene where he starts running and, and there's just a bunch of people behind you. I know you shared a story about the cleanup I came to at high point. Um, but what point did you realize? Like, I don't know, you're expecting like 10, 15 people out there and you're like, Oh, I got a, I got a bunch of people running behind me, man. I mean, it was that cleanup. Like it was, you know, cause we've had cleanups before and that's why I do a lot, a lot of times, by myself because 
you can't, you know, you just never know. People have schedules or, you know, just there's a lot of things that stop people from coming out and picking up trash. So um, <laughs> it could be anything like, uh, yeah, there's all kind of excuses, but. It's pretty low. It's pretty low on people's yeah, it's like, like nah, weekend excursion idea list. Even, even in Summer Hill, it's like you have a sixty six dollars house, but your street's trash, you know? So just, we should all be out there. But when I look back, it was like I was, we were put, we were late to our cleanup, you know, cause we live in Atlanta, but I've, <laughs> yeah, late. And I see like the Q dogs with donuts and tables and like, it's like 40 of them. And then I see the uh, South Gwinnett beta club. I'm like, what? And then they're pulling up with their parents and, and, you know, it was like 40 plus of them. And then I see you walking up. I'm like, wait a minute. No, man, this is crazy. No, this is like, we had a lot of people there. We got, we picked up like 72 bags, I believe, you know? Um, and that's when I just, I've known before. And then there's been a lady, uh, she, she came to me and we, we created this group called Come Clean Gwinnett. And she didn't move from her home because she just saw like people do care. You know, she was going to move from Centerville and she came up to me and she was almost crying. I'm like, Jesus, I mean, I never know. You just don't know like how important it is. And until you just keep doing it, people just keep seeing you doing, doing it. And um, it's very important to people. So I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that I can. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I remember that too. Cause it's like one of these days you got to help me get that picture where, cause the key dogs were taking a picture and there was one, one Sigma standing off to the side in his blue shirt and me. Um, and they were like, y'all can get in the picture. Yeah, so, yeah. Come on. That was one of my favorite moments. So it was just, and it wasn't even, it, it was, it wasn't even current students. That was like an alumni group that came out and just, on a Saturday morning, just serving the community. And it was, that was, I mean, that was one of those, but at the same time too, it's like, you say, I don't know, you know, you do the things, you don't know who, but you're like, at the same time, you like you, you had my wheels spinning of like, how do I get Hmm. 80 to a hundred people out to do a, you know, which is where kind of where we're going to be. Well, this will be out after we do our thing in a couple of weeks, but kind of what inspired me of like, what if instead of everything, every networking event has to be, you know, a, charcuterie board and beer and wine and a panel like what if we just did networking with trash grabbers in our hands uh i mean well it could change everything honestly i i mean because i've seen it happen like during the pandemic people had nothing to do but be outside and that's when we created the group and it was just like we we're making people talk. People talk for hours. Like where else can you talk for somebody for hours, you know, at least two hours and, and just have a deep conversation by being outside and like, you know, maintaining your preserving your historic neighborhood, your uh, up and coming neighborhood, just, just taking action together. Yeah. It changes things. So that's what I think. Like if I ever run for something, you know, for office, it, I'm not doing like, we're not knocking on people's doors. We're just clean. We'll go clean up the whole city, you know? And then I don't need to knock on your door. You can come out and help too, but no, we're, we're, we're actually doing something. It's funny you say that. Cause um, that was one of the things that the mayor of Athens, somebody texted me when they saw me picking up trash and they said, you running for mayor. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And I didn't know then that, that Kelly Gertz goes on trash walks all the time. So mm-hmm. he just he just grabs it. And so before he was ever – he still does them because when yeah. you're mayor of Athens, you can go out without – it's not Mayor Andre where you got to have like <laughs> Atlanta's finest behind you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Kelly's still – like that was kind of what kind of got him like a, a little cult following in Athens was the fact that he was the crazy trash guy. And I'm like, oh, well, no, I'm not running for mayor. My wife already vetoed that. Well, you might run for senator or something, you know, some president. Oh, if, she vetoed, if she vetoed mayor, let's, let's. Okay, well, good. Yeah, well, she wants higher, higher than that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe county commissioner. So yeah. when you talk about, like, I mean, that leadership really coming out of your action, and, and to me that's the true leader, is is it you're seen doing the thing and people follow you. It's not because you said to do the thing. It's because you they saw you doing the thing and they went, I want to be like that guy. Um, but you've also talked about like that coming out of your family, like the influence your family had on you, particularly your, your, your great grandfather and his entrepreneurial spirit and your family's involvement with community in, in community improvement. So how did that legacy, and obviously we know how important it is in the promised land and everything, like, how has it shaped you? How has it made you the man you are, the leader you are, all of that? Oh, man. Um, my great-grandfather, first of all, he fought in the Korean War on the front line. Um, so we got, like, drill sergeant, you know. I was uh, – <laughs> you know, so I probably have PTSD. I'm not sure. I don't know. So it comes from, like, a lot of different things. Like, as a kid, we had a construction company, and my family did. And uh, I would he would make me pick up the sticks, the rocks – trash you know and i could just hear him pick it up pick up everything just like and so i'm on cleanups and i still hear his voice just like i'm like okay man dang i'll get the straw you know so it comes from like but at the same time he maintained the whole neighborhood like he had a sign when that clean and beautiful sign before i did um and he's had it almost since the group has been founded so you know, it comes from that. Uh, my grandmother at, in the church, she was the first black jury commissioner. She went to uh, Buford Colored High School. You know, we've always just um, had to step up and take care of ourselves, you know, um, from creating businesses to creating families and like making sure we can all kind of create together while we are not always getting along, you know. Um, yeah, that's where I get it, man. Um, but then it's just something in me too. Like I won't stop. It it started out like as as anger, you know. But it's not anger anymore. It's just a love. It's like I see an opportunity. I did a cleanup in Lakewood, and I, I was talking to Paula, my friend Paula. I want you to meet her too. She's gonna be out on the twenty first. Um, she she was just like, man, this is terrible. This is horrible. I'm like, no, this is this is great. Like, this is an opportunity for us to get this right. You know, we can get this built. Somebody can get this. Well, I want the building. Uh, I, you know, we can get the building. We can clean up. And like the Masons were having a meeting as we were cleaning and they started parking their nice cars at the abandoned building, you know, that they hadn't parked before. So, you know, it's just, it's just in me. So that, I mean, that's where I'm here. That's where it all clicked. Like, Oh, this is why I'm here you know, to, to make sure we can leave it better, you know, for everybody else, for everybody that's coming behind us. 
Yeah. No, and it's it's crazy how. Well, a I love that you talked about the anger because there are still times where I I curse humanity as I'm cleaning up where I'm like, come on, you know, like, and then you start to hate like certain fast food places like Crystals where they just because you can tell where they ate the little little slider sleeve. <laughs> There's like one every like 300 yards, and you're yeah. just like. You ate a whole sack of crystals going down this road and threw every slider out the window. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one guy, though. It's one guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, but but it, there's also that, like, you do it and the anger turns into a, a, a passion. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's something I try to tell when I, you know, either working with companies or if, even at the, my old job of, like, I just need to get people out one time to volunteer because I know they're going to be hooked. Yeah. Like, you forget how awesome service is and then you do it in that feeling of fulfillment, that feeling of, of service, that feeling of like feeling a part of your community too. I think it really makes you connected to your community when you're out there that I, you know, you got, you clearly got the, the, the fever. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's like, I, I tell people it's, it's been my therapy. Like it's helped me keep my mind together. My mom, you know, my mom passing and not really having time for like therapy and it's helped me, you know, and then um, the immediate uh, improvement of your community, of someone else's community. You know, I'm always thinking of like, there's somebody like my grandfather that can't walk anymore that fought in wars and they just, they can't do what I'm doing. So it's, uh, it's all those things, you know? That's cool. That's really cool. It's a legacy. I wish I had a cool story where like my grandpa used to pick up trash or like, nope. (laughs) It sounds like a, yeah, like a, um, you know, superhero story. I don't know. Like, you know, but like Superman, you know, his, he was adopted, but I was adopted too. They adopted me. Um, So this is like everything I do. I want to make sure, you know, I'm maintaining and preserving the legacy of my family um, because there was a couple generations that were taken out for different reasons, and it's our responsibility now. I'm the uncle, I'm unk, I'm OG, you know, so somebody has to step up and look at the kids. Like, I got a tattoo, you know, I have tattoos, you know, they, I, I need them to see, like, we can do this. You, you don't have to be in a suit to, you know, step up and lead. You don't. So that's why I like what you do, too. Yeah. Well, thank you. And honestly, I went to an event last week where I was supposed to wear a suit and I got it out of the suitcase. And let's just say uh, post COVID that suit is coming nowhere close to buttoning. (laughs) So I'm with you now. I'm completely like, and then it was like, I felt so much more alive though, being myself at that event of just like, I had a wise man once told me you don't stand out if you try to fit in. So all these norms of tattoos and jewelry and like I wear my hat everywhere, like all those. I mean, granted, like grandparents probably roll their eyes at me, like take your hat off when you enter a building. Your your great grandpa would say something to me. But yeah, but 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 it's it's kind of a freeing thing that we live in a time where, yeah, you just 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 be you be be authentically you and serve others around you and good things are going to happen. One of the things we we touched on in the planning show, I know this because I know you personally, and I saw it, and and you got you were in the news a little bit, but you, you won for now. But uh, for those who thought this ended decades ago, eminent domain's still a thing. Could you, I mean, for our audience, can you explain 
well, first of all, what eminent domain is, because most people probably remember it from a civics class that they took 30 years ago. Not only what it is, but your experience with it and, and how can we help not just you, but other people facing similar, sir. I mean, we just saw Gullah Geechee land taken on the coast. Like it's happening. Like, how do we help? How do we help you? How do we help the community that's facing this? Like, how do we speak up against, um, land snatching, land grabbing? Yeah, no, that's uh thank you for even bringing it up, man. I mean, it's been, it was wild. Like April just, I mean, I, yeah, people still notice me from that, um, from just TV, from, you know, I'll be working and they're like, weren't you on TV? Like fighting for your land? I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like I was saying that where we're from is a very historic place. It's uh, very close to being considered a, a national historic site. Uh, it's called the Promised Land and it was founded by a guy named Thomas McGuire. Um, he was a plantation owner, you know, was actually at the end of the Civil War when Sherman's troops came through, they burned my neighborhood. And except for this one building that the Gwinnett County bought, and they're going to make it a museum eventually. Um, and so, you know, but they've been negotiating and trying to get more land for a long time. I mean, my grandfather sold two two plots to them. Um years ago, you know, to, to create this park, but knowing that we were going to be there too, as a family and have our lake, you know, which is called Lake Cheryl is named after my aunt. He created this in the seventies, you know, it's, it's man-made, it's a man-made lake. Um, we have an apartment building that's there where my family lives in. So they wanted all of that. And we saw the plans for it and and the way they wanted to take it was eminent domain, which is basically the government can say, this looks great. I think we need your land for the public good. And there's really nothing you can do to, to, to fight it besides what we did. Um, we fought it in the court of public opinion because that's free. Uh, I use social media. I put the letter on <laughs> I put it, I was putting up everything. I was listening, but I was listening to lawyers and people that supported us. And they're like, put this letter online. And I put everything online. And that's when like, you know, I am, I've found myself to be a villain now. Like you start out, okay, yeah, I have this hero story. And then, you know, when you speak up or you try to like fight for your family's land, you become like the Joker. So, you know, I've seen both. And both are like, it's the same thing, you know, it's the same. That's why I think Batman is just really talking to himself. You know, every it's, it's no, no characters. There's no, it's just him in Arkham prison, just talking to himself. He's, you know, it's, he's everybody. But, um, but yeah, that's what happened to us. And uh, we were able to fight off Im imminent domain uh, with the help of people like you, um, just Republican, Democrat, people in the community, people I knew my family, people I went to school with, uh, people across the country really just helped us. Um, and when that county decided to back away, like you said, for the moment. But, uh, you know, we, we know that it's not over, but hopefully we can work together. I'm optimistic. I don't know why, but um, I'm, that's one of my traits. So I'm very optimistic that 
we can work together and make it like an American story. You know, we can, because our family's history is almost, well, it is as important as Civil War history because we've been there way longer. So. Oh, it's, well, it's crazy too. And it's also like teaches you the importance of like teaching history, um, teaching accurate American history too, of like that practice that's been used. I mean, every interstate in America basically was eminent domains, usually right through a black and brown neighborhood. Um, that the fact that it's still happening today, you think with in 2023 and we had the great reckoning of 2020 and like that, it's still like, no, we're still going to just keep on, keep on doing this. We need, we need a park. We really need a park. Yeah, I mean, but it was like we needed for parking. We have to really recreate the slave quarter that we just like has to create again. We just got to do it again. Um, but we need your land first. We got to take old black land and then recreate this plantation. And that's. Yeah, so it wasn't a good narrative for them at all. Um but I, I'm like, now we can come together and like we can make it something where we can talk about black entrepreneurship. You know, uh, we can talk. You know, our my great grandfather used to sell charcoal and wood to Edgewood. He would drive. They would be getting his Ford wagon and they would drive to Atlanta, selling back and forth. You know, so commerce. You can talk about uh, resilience. I don't know. Just. Just yeah, or you can host amazing community events. Like, I mean, I know, and again, this will be out afterwards, but like the Collar Green Festivals this weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like they're they're building a stage, like probably right now. So we're going to have a stage now. So we can have any kind of festival from here on out. So that's dope. That's yeah. awesome. What else? Um, what else about the Chad Lucy project? Like what's next for y'all? Like what's, and I know you have a for-profit business we're not even talking about, but, uh, yes. but like what's next for, for you and the organization now that you realize that like, Hey man, people will follow me if I'm picking up trash. I know we have an event coming up, but like, what's next for you? What's next for the project? What's next for all of it? How we, how are we going to continue to be the change we want to see in the world? Uh, yeah, I'm, I've, I'm going to add on some things, you know, like I've, it's all. It's always been like our foundation is about eradication of blight and litter um, in underserved communities. And I have seen like the success. You know, we've collected almost eleven thousand bags. You know, uh, yeah, in six years. Uh, just we're gonna. We're now we're adding on like the landscaping, the bee. You know, taking care of the bees, pollination. So I want to see a difference in landscapers because for me, they are one of my pet peeves. I still get angry about them um, because they're getting paid and they have contracts. So we want to go after contracts. We want to make sure that these areas are maintained because landscapers are supposed to do that instead of blowing stuff across the street to an abandoned lot. So I want to have those. I want to maintain, preserve historic areas. So I've been working with uh, the Atlanta Preservation Center and like, let's continuously maintain Martin Luther King Drive. You know, can we do that? You know, I believe it's possible, but it just has to, you have to do it every day. So there has to be funding for that every day, you know? And why don't we fund these neighborhoods that, that we allow plastic pollution to just uh, break down in our, in our drains and, you know, in our gutters? 
I see it all through uh, Atlanta. So um, that's what we're doing. And also, you know, just adding on, you know, more events, like you said, at Lake Cheryl, just continuing to uh, preserve our history in the promised land um, and working with more people now. Um, we have put our, put our mission on the map, you know, so we are we're getting opportunities now. So we want to use those opportunities and continue to show people that we always take something and put it back sometimes more than we have. So the more funding, the more awareness, uh, the more attention, we can continue to fight for this place because, you know, that's that's why I'm here. That's awesome. Um, and I'm so glad, too. It's funny that, like, like, I was about to ask you, like, where can people follow you on social media? But I'm so glad. And I don't know the other ones because I only have a LinkedIn. But I'm so glad that you're on LinkedIn because, yeah. like, like, it's 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 funny how life works, though, when you cross paths with people where you're, like, like-minded yeah, I talk about this all the time when I talk to like young entrepreneurs and stuff of like your not that your friend circle will change, but you'll start to but it does. You start to surround yourself with people um who are doing the work. And I'm so glad that that I was able to meet you and and build a friendship and now just kind of like like to to watch you continue to grow this organization and the impact is just kind of it's going to be cool, but I'm also excited to be a part of it and help out in any way I can. So um, I'll throw that out then before I say, uh, where can people find you on social media? No, thank you. No, I was, uh, I was telling my wife I was anxious, not like nervous, but I'm, you know, I respect you so much, man. And um, you support and yeah, we're, I consider you a friend. So, you know, <laughs> it's too late now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, <but yeah. laughs> You're in, man. <laughs> it's too late, bro. Um, yeah, you can go to the uh, Chad Livesey project and Livesey is L-I-V, like Victor, S-E-Y dot com. Um, I'm on social media, the Chad Livesey project on LinkedIn, Chad Livesey on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, not TikTok. Yeah, we're still looking for help with TikTok. I'm too old. But, uh, <laughs> maybe somebody can help with that. But um not yet, but yeah, possibly we're interested. I, I might do that too. But soon. Yeah, that's one where you uh you go get a social media intern. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna need that. I don't even know. I'm terrified of it. Yeah. I'm not even good at it. I tried to make my first video last year because my Christmas decorations have an Instagram and uh Okay. I tried to I tried to make a video and immediately got taken down by Instagram for some sort of comment. Like I picked the song on the thing and like I don't know why I got copyright things, but I was like, I don't know, whatever. It was too good for them, man. They just had to take it down, you know. It was. It's still on my it's still on my account. It's just not public, so I still show people. It's pretty pretty good video. Um well that's awesome, man. So yeah, everybody give Chad a follow and come out and when you see something, just show up. Like I think people get apprehensive about, oh, but I don't know somebody or I don't just show up and introduce yourself and um and feel the power of the, the collective community also when you're on those trash walks and, and be surrounded. And honestly, it's a great place. Like it's a great place to network. Um and just a great way to like you said, to clear your mind, get out. Mm -hmm. you know, whether you want to listen to nature or there's too many cars going, whether you want to put your earbuds in and listen to music or meditation or a book or maybe this podcast. <laughs> um, it really is a great decompression um, tool. Definitely. I agree. Um, yeah, just get out. Um, you have the power to change your community. You know, if you have a problem with some, the way something looks, like get out with help. You know, I always say be safe about it. Um, get a group of people if you need, but you can change it. Just just do it. You know, um, you have the power to do that. So 
that's what I always tell people. And that's kind of what I want to inspire. Like, just, just take action. Yeah. And you never know what can happen. I'm going to end it on that, man. Thank okay. you. That was a mic dropper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Chad, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing the work you're doing. And honestly, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but inspiring others to, like you just said, like, like, don't quit complaining, quit whining, like, go, go do the work, go do the work, go put the work in. And people will also then listen um, when you do complain, when they know you're putting the work in. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Um, and thanks to Q. I appreciate everything you do. So we'll see you. Well, that wraps up another edition of Be The Change Georgia. We're grateful as always for the opportunity to serve you with this content and grow this incredible community of purpose-driven B Corp leaders. If you haven't already, we would be grateful for you to rate the show wherever you get your podcast by simply tapping the number of stars you think it deserves and sharing it with a friend. This helps us get the word out and continue to use our collective influence as a force for good. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat With Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening and now go be a leader worth following.